0: Good morning. morning. You can do better. Good Good morning. There it is. Welcome to Northminster Church this morning. If you can believe it, it is the first Sunday of September already. I have several announcements for you this morning. The first is to say whether you are joining us in person or online, we are grateful for your presence here today. And I want to say a special word of welcome to anyone visiting with us. We are particularly glad that you are here. We are honored by your presence and hope that you will participate in all aspects of our worship service, including communion. As a reminder, if you are in need of a gluten-free wafer when you come up for communion, get my attention, get the server's attention. We do have those available for you. Uh, If you would, there is a worship registry on the inside uh, aisle of your pew, inside pew of your... I'm not getting the words right. Uh, If you would fill that out and pass it down your row, we would appreciate it. If you would uh, be as legible as possible as well, that would help us out greatly in the office. We uh, like to keep a record of who worships with us and who's here every week, so we appreciate you filling out that paperwork for us. Uh, I hope you will stay after worship today for our fellowship time. This is a nice time that we have together to get to know each other better, to visit and catch up, so do please... Uh, plan to stay for that. Um, Also, tonight there will be youth at 5 o'clock, so for any of our youth parents or youth, make sure you're here at 5. And I also hope you will consider signing up for our Northminster Northminster Follies, Fall Follies Talent Show next next week, September 10th, yes, next week. That'll be at 6 p.m., If you have a talent to share, doesn't matter what it is, we'd like to see it. This will be just a fun night, a fellowship. You can sign up outside uh, on the table outside my office. Um, If you sing, if you dance, if you do hand puppets, whatever it is that you are gifted with, we want to see it. And we want to celebrate those gifts with you. So do please sign up. As a note about our service today, uh, everything is pretty much the same as usual except through the month of September, we are going to be using alternative versions of the Lord's Prayer. So when we get to that point of the service during our communion liturgy, you will use the version of the Lord's Prayer that is printed in your order of worship, and I will remind you of that when we get there. So, so it's not a surprise. You'll use the one in the order of worship. And now I'm going to ask, as I do every week, that we take a deep breath together. And you all know by now that we do, we take this deep breath to help settle ourselves into this time that we have together. So take a deep breath. If it helps you to close your eyes while you do that, uh, go right ahead. But let that breath not only fill your lungs, but let it fill your diaphragm. Breathe like a musician. Let your diaphragm come out instead of raising your shoulders. Breathe in, and then as you breathe out, breathe out your to-do list. Breathe out your distractions. Breathe out anything that would keep you from focusing on this time that we have together because it is precious, and there isn't ever enough of it. Breathe in again. Know that you are loved by God just as you are, and let us worship together. Gail, would you come and give us a moment for missions, please?
1: North Louisiana Veterans Home, located in Monroe, opened in 1996, it offers a variety of services including long and short-term care as well as rehabilitation and mental health services. The facility can house 156 patients and as of a couple of weeks ago they had a census of 131. They not only accept care of the veterans but accept the spouses of veterans. In the past they've had spouses and they are able to to share a room. Some people may only stay for a short while but most of them end up staying longer. They offer all types of therapy, nursing home, and have contracted providers that round on the patients. They plan activities for the residents and have a barber that comes in weekly and can arrange for a beautician to come in for the female residents. They try to make the stay as, as enjoyable as possible and have special activities scheduled throughout the year. Their wish list has been updated. It's in the program and, list, and, and it's listed here in the in the of Worship. Please consider contributing to this worthy organization. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Gail. Now, let us continue our worship by joining together in the call to worship that is printed on the inside of your order of worship. Creating God, we gather in your name to worship you. We give thanks that there is a small spark of God within us. Sustaining God, we gather in your name to worship you. We celebrate the loving presence of God in our, presence be in our lives. Nurturing God, we gather in your name to worship you. We rejoice that God teaches us about love and forgiveness. everybody today okay I want you to think about something that's part of your body it's a protective covering it protects your muscles and bones it holds things in your heart your stomach your liver it helps you know when something is hot or cold what am I talking about what do you think your skin thank you your skin we all have skin right it's this the stuff stuff that holds us all in right now your skin can stretch did you know that your skin grows with you as you grow I'm having a baby my skin is going to stretch as I have the baby to fit the baby in your skin stretches when you smile or when you laugh that's why you'll get laugh lines as you get older the skin on your knuckles is really stretchy so if you do this and then you do that your skin stretches back and forth right have you ever noticed that you make a fist. See how that works? Your skin oh, stretches. You show, this, kind of yeah, because it stretches your skin out. That's right. Do you know where the thinnest, the thinnest skin on your whole body is? Do you have any idea? What do you think, Ricky? Where is it? Yeah. No. What do you think, Melba? Your lip. That's close. What do you think? Yeah. Now that's close. What do you think, B? no not your arm what do you think your nose you guys are very close it's your eyelids the skin on your eyelids is the thinnest skin on your whole body now what is the thickest skin on your whole body what do you think it's not your arm what do you think Parker Mm. it's not your belly I'll come back to you okay what do you think your knees that's a good guess but not quite you're getting closer though do you know? I'm going to give one more guess, and then I'm going to tell you. Melba, what do you think? Your feet. That's exactly right. That's the thickest skin on your whole body is the soles, the bottoms of your feet, because you walk on them all the time. Yeah, yeah the skin on, the, on your feet is the thickest. Now, here's some other interesting facts about skin. You know what a rhinoceros is, right? The big animal with the horn, they're really big, and they're gray. Their skin is almost 2 inches thick, which is about like that. They have very thick skin. And snakes, we all know what a snake is, yeah. slithers on the ground. They have very thin skin, but it's very beautiful, and they also shed that skin several times throughout their lifetime. You know you can peel off their skin. They can peel off their skin. That's right. It's called shedding. <laughs> then polar bears. You know what a polar bear is, right? What color is its skin? Mm, not white. What do you think, black, Parker? Brown. Mm-hmm. White, white. It's not white. Brown. Close. It's black. Polar bear skin is black. black. You did say black. So here's the thing that I want you to think about. The so, um, polar bear is, fur is white. Its fur is white. That's right. So humans, humans have all sorts of different colors of skin, right? Just look at all of you. You're all different colors of skin and they're all beautiful because the purpose of skin is to protect our amazing bodies now I'm talking about this because you're gonna hear a reading in just a minute that Miss Peggy's gonna read for us that tells us that God knew us before we were born and that we are wonderfully made so what that means is God takes care of every detail of our bodies to give us what we need God creates us from the tips of our toes to the top of our head and our skin color and everything else so that we can laugh and we can play and we can be protected with our skin. So what I want you to do this week is I want you, every time you look in the mirror, to remember, no matter what your skin looks like, no matter if you have freckles or you don't have freckles, you have freckles. (laughs) If you have darker skin or lighter skin, your skin is beautiful. And it's protective. And it helps you be strong and healthy. And I want you to look in the mirror and remember these words. I am wonderfully made. Can you say that? I am wonderfully made. We're going to do it again. I am wonderfully made. Yeah, I know wonderfully is kind of a weird word. So let's try it one more time. I am wonderfully made. Remember that this week. Every time you look in the mirror, okay? Now, turn around. Face the congregation. Hands to yourselves. Please sit on your bottoms. Turn all the way around. All, Not just your heads. Turn your bodies all the way around. You can sit on the floor for this part, Parker. Keep your hands to yourselves. Thank you. Sit up nice and tall. I will say the first line of our prayer. You say it back to me. adult, you're welcome to join in. I see the face of God in you. I see the The love of Christ comes shining through,
2: through.
0: and I am blessed to be with you,
2: you. O
0: O holy child of God. Amen. You can go back to your seats now. Thank you.
3: and before and lay your hand upon me such knowledge is too wonderful for me it is so high that i cannot attain it where can i go from your spirit or where can i flee from your presence if i ascend to heaven you are there if i make my bed and chill you are there if i take the wings of the morning and settle at the farthest limits of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and night wraps itself around me. Even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as the day for darkness is as light to you. For it was you who formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works that I know very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes beheld my unformed substance. In your book were written all the days that were formed for me, when none of them as yet existed. How weighty to me are your thoughts, O God! How vast is the sum of them! I try to count them. They are more than the sand. I come to the end, and I'm still with you. A word from the psalmist for us today.
0: pray together. Oh God, you love us from the moment of our conception. You know us and love us in the womb. You love us and you call us from before the moment of our first breath, and you love us when we first see the light of day. As a parent loves their child, so you love us and we thank you. Help us, dear God, to love one another in this way. Lord, hear our prayer. You love us, O God, from the time of our naming. You love us in our growing and hold us as we take our first steps. You love us and walk beside us as we explore the world with eager eyes and hands. As a parent loves their child as they grow and develop, so you love us and we thank you. Help us, dear God, to love one another in this way. Lord, hear our prayer. You love us, O God, as we mature and seek our way. You love us as we become aware of the world around us. You love us as we smile and play. And you love us even when we say no and if we stray. As a parent loves their child, as they see that child become proud and tall, so you love us even when we make mistakes and when we fall down. Help us, dear God, to love one another in this way. Lord God, hear our prayer. We thank you, God, for loving us when we are unloving, for caring for us when we are uncaring, and for calling to us when we go far away from you. Help us, dear God, to love one another in this way. Lord, hear our prayer. And Lord, hear our prayers of love this day for those around us, for those who have held before you in our time of sharing, and for those we think about in this moment. Lord, hear our prayers. For we ask all these things in the name of Jesus Christ, who is our Lord and our brother. Amen.
4: in hopes that the creation itself will be set free from its enslavement to decay and will obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning together as it suffers together the pains of labor. And not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the spirit, groan inwardly while we wait for adoption the redemption of our bodies. For in hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope, for who hopes for what one already sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. A reminder of the importance of hope.
2: Thanks be to God.
0: Let's pray together. Oh God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. And may we hear a word from you today. Amen. So this sermon was going to take a slightly different course at the beginning of the week. I was trying to wrap up all of this climate and creation care in one nice big bow. And the direction I was headed in was much more... Uh, let's say, lecture, or even chastisement. Um, And then I was reminded, not just by reading the text, but also from several of you, I was reminded this week that we're in need of hope and hopeful messages. So I'm going to save the lecture and the critique and the chastisement for another week. (laughs) I say remind because it is entirely possible in preaching and worship planning to become myopic, totally focused on the flow and the theme of the service you are trying to convey with music, with images, with children's messages, and with the sermon. This is particularly true for me in the midst of these sermon series that I've been doing through the summer. I want so much for these non-lectionary weeks to be impactful and engaging that I tend to lose sight of the world outside of my little preaching bubble. But then I'm reminded, through visits with you, of the needs of our community, of the communication and sharing that happens even when we don't see each other every day. And I'm reminded that the impact of Christ's message has, that it has without hours of interpretation, and my best scholarly adaptation and the impact that that has in what feels like, from minute to minute, the lightly organized chaos of our society. So you'd think I chose this morning's Romans reading in that light of the need for hope. I actually chose it weeks ago to finish out this series on climate care. Paul's wording about the groaning of whole creation, that groaning and labor pains, that is a homiletic, a preaching, Dream. It uses feminine imagery, and y'all know how I feel about feminine imagery. It is a visceral word image, and those of us who've been through labor know what that feels like, and even if you haven't, hopefully you can imagine why creation would be groaning as things come into being. As commentator Marian L. Swords notes, Paul sees the fate of humanity and the fate of creation as being inseparably bound to each other. For he understands that both are creations created by God. But God's good news has already been given in Christ Jesus so that the outcome is set in such a way that in the present we may live by hope. Read in the light of Christ, humanity and creation find what we've been waiting for. What we've been groaning for, the love, the concern, and outward focus of Jesus is how we're called to treat each other and the earth. Jesus' willingness to give of himself is how we're supposed to be in relationship with each other and with creation. At, in Christ's anger and frustration at broken systems, at abusive practices, and concern for the least of these should be our model for caring even for people we don't know and the planet that we inhabit. Creation, as I've said, the first thing that God creates and then shares with us, groans. Humanity groans in our wanting for, as Paul says, adoption and the redemption of our bodies. We share our groaning with creation, with this other entity God brought into being, And if we listen, we may very well hear the earth crying out, waiting, again, as Paul says, with eager longing for the revealing of the children of God. Now, that's beautiful imagery, but what does it mean? How are we to be revealed? What does the earth need from us? What is our planet waiting for us to do? If we are truly children of God, how will our kinship to the creator be reflected onto creation? Hope. The answer is hope. Hope that blossoms from concern and a conviction that things must change. Hope that inspires us to resist the temptation to throw our hands up in frustration and not even make small changes. Hope that motivates us to give our money to organizations and companies that invest in the planet. Hope that convicts us to vote for candidates and policies that not only benefit our planet, but the poor around the world who are most adversely affected by the climate crisis and pollution. Hope that keeps us grounded. In the sacredness of creation and allows us to remain aware of this momentous gift God has given us so in that vein here are some hopeful things you can do today to to care for creation some of these you're probably already doing telecommute for obvious reasons working from home is a great way to cut down on how much driving you do not possible for all of us But for some of you, it's a wonderful option. Walk as often as you can. Now, this is certainly easier for those of us who live places where there are actually sidewalks. Not an easy thing to do in Monroe, but walking is not only good for your body, it's good for creation. Make a list for grocery trips, and don't buy more than your family will actually eat. My family is guilty of this, We throw away things we fully intended to eat, like that head of lettuce that gets moldy in the back of the fridge, right? The FDA estimates that between 30 and 40% of the food supply ends up being wasted. That corresponded in 2010 to approximately 133 billion, with a B, 133 billion pounds of food, and $161 billion worth of food. And that was in 2010. Now, the next few are obvious. I'm sure you're doing some of these. It is a little harder in Monroe to do some of these. Recycle and upcycle. The website, ThreadUp, if you've never heard of it, is a great option for upcycle clothing. Use natural light as much as possible and turn off lights when you leave a room. Cut out or, at minimum, cut back on single-use plastic. Again, quite a challenge, but a worthwhile one. Because once you start paying attention to how much plastic lives in your home, uh, you'll want to buy as much glass as you can. It gets to piling up very quickly. You can go vegetarian. I know that's a lot to ask of Southerners, but you can go vegetarian or at least eat a meatless meal once a week. You can shop local and support small businesses. You can be mindful of your water usage, which includes your sprinklers. It's OK to let that grass get a little a little crunchy, and you can purchase sustainable products and do your research into brands that offer warranties and repair and replacement options. A couple of examples are Patagonia, Chacos, Columbia. Those things tend to be more expensive up front, but they have such a long life. Now, this list could go on and on, and the sad truth is, individual change is not going to make the biggest difference. Every expert I've read agrees much of the harm humanity has caused is permanent and we need big companies and corporations to make changes for there to be the sort of impact that is the most necessary. But I believe firmly we can act now to stop things from getting worse. As I said earlier, the best way to do this is to use the power of your dollars to influence businesses to be better and the power of your vote to demand that our leaders, no matter what side of the aisle they're on, to do better. Because here's, here's the thing about people of faith and I'm gonna say again. It's simple. If you are a person of faith, loving God is loving creation, period. Now mindful that what I just said uh, gave you homework. And if you're like me, it might have made you more anxious than hopeful. Now, know that that's intentional. I wanted to give you concrete steps to take, and I also want you to be concerned. I want you to be deeply concerned about the climate crisis and how we're treating the world. But I also want you to hear this. The good news and source from where it comes is a God who is bigger than our fears and more constant than we can understand. So be hopeful, my friends. Live into the hope of Christ and let it motivate you and me and all of us to care for each other, for the stranger, and for our world. As we come to this time of communion, we remember that this is the table of the heavenly feast, the joyful celebration of the people of God all over the world. Christ invites everyone to eat of the bread of life and to drink of the cup of the new covenant. For as Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Those who come to me shall never hunger and those who believe in me shall never thirst. In the beginning, God provided every plant-yielding seed and every tree with seed and its fruit for food. And then when the Israelites were in the wilderness, God fed them with miraculous food from heaven called manna. Later, when crowds were hungry, Jesus fed over 5,000 people with two fish and five loaves of bread. And when two were walking toward Emmaus aching and grieving the loss of jesus they recognized him the anointed one when they broke bread together this is not my table this is not northminster's table this is christ's table we are the guest and christ is the host and there is a seat here with your name on it so kick off your walking shoes and make yourself comfortable this is holy ground All are wanted and all are welcomed here with our doubts, our shortcomings, our failures, our griefs. For no matter what you bring with you to this table, you aren't just tolerated, you are overwhelmingly welcomed and wanted. Thanks be to God for a love like that. Now, if you would please join me in the alternate Lord's Prayer from Plymouth Congregational Church, UCC in Seattle, Washington that is printed in your order of worship. Our parent, who is among us, blessed be your creation. May your loving presence be a reality here on earth. May we become more interested building your kingdom here and now than for to come down from above. Let us share our bread with those who hunger. Let us learn to forgive, as well as to receive forgiveness. us through times of temptation, delivering us from evil. For ours are the eternal blessings that you pour upon the earth. Amen. The night before Jesus died was a solemn time around that table. Because of his relentless pursuit of love, Jesus would be seized by those in power, but before he was taken, Jesus introduced this simple meal to his followers. For even though he knew the end was coming, Jesus joined with those he loved, and as the night lengthened, he took a simple portion of bread, he blessed it, he broke it, and he shared it with the disciples, commanding them, remember me. And then in the same way, as the night lengthened and they ended supper, Jesus took a cup and he filled it with wine. And as he poured it and he blessed it, he reminded them that he would go to the ends of the earth out of love for them. My friends, Jesus does the same for us. Thanks be to God. Amen. Now hear this benediction. May God bless you with a distaste for superficial worship so that you will live deep within your soul. May God bless you with anger at prejudice so that you will work for justice. May God bless you with tears for those who sorrow so that you will offer comfort. And may God bless you with enough foolishness to believe that you can make a difference in the world. Go be salty. Amen.